The following is a special presentation from Pastor Joanne Ramsey and Speak the Word Ministries. We trust God's Word will bless you as you listen to this message. Here's Pastor Joe. As I was seeking the Lord, the word boldness came to my mind. I believe that so many of God's children are, are hesitant to speak God's Word with boldness. As a matter of fact, I think some of them are uh, hesitant to speak it at all. <laughs> you know, they, they, they act like they're uh, bashful or shy when it comes to speaking God's Word. But today I've titled my message, Bold as a Lion, hallelujah. And that's who we are, right? We are bold as a lion. In Proverbs 28, 1 in New King James, it says, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as lions, hallelujah. In Acts 4, 29, it says, Now, O Lord, hear their hearts and give us your servants great boldness in preaching the word. I pray that today, that the Lord will give me great boldness in preaching and declaring his word today. And I might add, give us a spirit of boldness, O Lord, to, to be better witnesses wherever we go, wherever we are, regardless of the month or the day, just be a good witness. And it says in Acts 28, 31, the New Living Bible says, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about Jesus Christ. And it says no one, Paul was saying that no one tried to stop him. Hallelujah. Saints, I want you to listen to me. Satan is just a big bully. And the only way that you can deal with a bully is with brute force. And the Holy Spirit is our brute force. And he's the one that's going to help us. And you got you to remember that. In John 14, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit to us all. In verse 14, he says, If you love me, obey my commandments. In verse 16, he says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Hallelujah. He is the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. And he says, The world cannot recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you and later will be in you. And let me explain this. A lot of people may not understand this, but when you get born again, you are born again and the Spirit is living in you. But there is another filling of the Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus was referring to. He says, He is with you now, but later He'll be in you because they had not yet gone and been baptized in the book of Acts and, and chapter 2. They had not yet received the, the Holy Spirit on them. So they did not, had not at that point reached it. So he said, he is, the Holy Spirit is with you, but he's not in you. And that's what the word said. He said, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. And he was referring to the Pentecost. The word advocate means one who's called alongside to help. That's and right. that's what, who the Holy Spirit is. When I get up to speak, I say, come on, Holy Spirit, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But we're co-laborers together. Come on, Holy Spirit. And saints, we can depend on the Holy Spirit to guide us, instruct us, encourage us every day in the ways of our Lord. And I want you to think about this for a minute. Our very, I'm, I'm using this as an example. We, but... When you lose the power in your house, you know, and sometimes we, you know, uh, storms that come in and we lose the power in our homes. You, and when you lose that power, you can't use your lights, you know, it gets dark, you can't watch your TV set, you can't listen to the stereo, or you can't use your computer. And if you have an electric stove or your house has electric heat, you can totally forget about cooking and you can forget about staying warm because your, your, stove, your house is heated with electric. I gave this as an example because the church without the Holy Spirit, 
it's like a house without electric power. You know, it's, with, it's, it's, it's like that. That's why Jesus sent his power source, the Holy Spirit, to the church after he ascended into heaven in Acts 2. And when the Holy Spirit comes, the church is radically changed, he said. Or I should say to today that the person that receives the gift of the Holy Spirit is radically transformed because it's by receiving of the Holy Spirit that you get transformed. And in Acts 2.41 is when Peter preaches his first sermon, converting thousands and healing a lame beggar. And Peter and John boldly faces Jesus' killers. They did it boldly. The promise that Jesus gave his disciples came true on the day of Pentecost. They received real power. That's what he said, you, would, you will receive power. And when the, Holy Spirit came, uh, when the Holy Spirit came upon them, and you will too. Those of you that have not yet received the Holy Spirit, you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. All you have to do is ask for it. It's a gift from God. You don't have to beg for it. don't have to wait. Uh, I know maybe in this, uh, there are people in churches still think that you have to uh, tarry and wait. And I know years ago, you tarry and wait. Don't have to tarry and wait. Oh yeah, it's a gift. And all you have to do is want it and, and ask of the Lord to come in and the Holy Spirit to come in. And in Acts 2.39... Jesus said, this promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, and all who have been called by the Lord, our God. My point is that so many of God's children are hurting today. They are burdened down with yokes of bondages, of sicknesses in their bodies, or they lack, you know, or they lack the finances they need to take care of their needs. You know, I get emails and I get phone calls every day from believers on a, on a daily basis who are being evicted, evicted from their homes and even can't even afford to buy food. Mm -hmm. Children of God, hear me. You have to learn to stand your ground. You're going to have to stand firm through the power of God's Word and you're going to have to rely on the Holy Spirit, your helper, your teacher, your advocate to help you. And that's what it says in John 14. He is your helper. He is your teacher. He is your advocate. You have to be bold and you have to tell Satan, hey, you're not going to have my health. You're not going to cause me to lose my mind. You know, people saying they're losing their mind and being committed to institutions. They're trying to steal your children and your job and you're going to have to be bold and tell them, hey, this ain't happening. Because I belong to God. I am blood bought and paid for and I will fight you with every fiber in me. And that's the attitude that you're going to have to have. Satan, I will fight you with every fiber in me. Every breath I take, I will fight you until the day I go home to be with my Lord. And I'm not going to die because when I just leave this old uh, body here and just whoop, into another one. And you're making a transition. You're making a transition. Are you hearing me? In 1 Corinthians 6, 20, it says, You were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We were bought. That means that our redemption was not free for God. Even though it was freely given to us, it was not free. It cost Him a lot. It cost Him His only begotten Son. So it cost Him dearly. We receive it freely, but it cost Him dearly. It should never be taken lightly. Are you hearing me? I ran across this article on being blood-bought. I think it describes you and me today. It says, I am a Christian. I am a praying, blood-bought, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Bible-thumping, pew-jumping, devil-stomping, Jesus-praising, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, saved child of the one true and living God. 
Hallelujah. That's who I am today. And I pray that's who you are today. Most people say they want to meet Jesus, but I already know him. That's right. Hallelujah. And I hope you do too. Amen. I hope you do too. And the good news is, saints, that you don't have to, you don't have to wait one more day to have your needs met. No matter what those needs are. In Isaiah 10, 27, it says, In that day, the Lord will end the bondage of his people. He will break the yoke of slavery and lift, the, and lift it from their shoulders. He's going to lift that bondage off of you. Saints, let's talk just a little bit about holding fast to your confession and how to stand your ground. We got to learn to stand our ground. And Hebrews 4.14 says, Hold fast to your confession. And you have to understand that Jesus Christ himself is the high priest over our confession. And confession only means to say the same thing that God says. Oh, that's what confession means. And he says, I'm the high priest over what you're saying. He says in Hebrews 10.23, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And we need to learn how to speak those things into existence. Now this is what our Father did. And being created in His image, He expects the same thing from us. Well, he expects us to call those things that be not as though they were. He spoke right. it and it was. That's right. And His Word tells us in Romans 10, 17 to do the same thing. That's right. And on Mark eleven twenty three, wow. He tells us the same thing. Yes. You know, there are many listening that are suffering with sickness in their bodies today or either has someone they love that is sick. Some are probably fighting for their lives. There are believers that need miracles in their health and finances. In other words, there are a lot of needs today among God's children. God tells us in Romans 8, 37, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. More than conquerors through Him that loved us. Saints, I've got a question for you. When are we more than conquerors? Is it after death when we leave this life filled with hardships and tears? Right now. Right now. In Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things in him that strengthens me. Right. When is it that we're going to be able to do all these things? Uh-huh. Is it after we finish the course and no. stand with him in the new heaven and the new earth? No. I don't think so. I believe our Father, according to his word, wants us to have possession of all these things right now. Right. Today. Yeah. It tells us in 3 John 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. That's the word of God. Saints, you need to keep in mind that there are words and promises for every one of your needs. Thank you, Jesus. There is not a need that you could have, whether it's people listening online today or in this church, that there's not a a word for that that will take care of it. You need to keep in mind that there are promises, and this is what God has instructed us to do. He has instructed us to be bold and to stand firm. Uh As a matter of fact, the Bible says that he don't take pleasure. Mm -hmm. The word literally says, I don't take pleasure in those that draw back. Uh He said, I take pleasure in those that stand firm on the word of God and that will speak my word with boldness and and not back off. You know, even to death. And that's what the disciples did, even to death. He expects us to do that by taking authority and wielding the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and by decreeing and declaring His Word. He tells us in Job 22, 28, says, We shall decree and declare a thing, and it shall be, and His favor shall shine upon it. 
However, you must believe what you say. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. Believing is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. Sometimes you may not feel like believing. Maybe you feel chilly in your heart or maybe you feel like you have no faith. But that's not true. If you're born again Christian, you have faith. But you have to determine to believe God. You have to believe what the Word says. You have to say, God, I choose to believe you even though I feel nothing. I feel nothing today, Lord, but I choose to believe the Word. You know, and, and I was thinking about that this morning when I got up and I wasn't feeling well. And um, I, I, I've gotten to the point where I don't say too much from, to my husband David about that anymore. I just determine, or to anyone else, I just determined to, to, to be obedient to the Word. I knew I had prayed, and it didn't matter how I felt. It had nothing to do with my feelings. It didn't have nothing to do with the symptoms still being there. You know, and, and so it, it, you just have to keep on moving. And just keep on doing what you do, you know. Just put a smile on your face and just keep on going. And just say, Lord, by your stripes, I'm healed. God, I thank you that I was healed the moment that I prayed. Not when the symptoms left, but the moment that I prayed. That's when you're healed. And you have to remember that when somebody prays for you or you pray for yourself, whichever. You're, you're healed the moment that you say amen. It's yours. If you waited till the you know. That's called, that's not really real faith when you have to wait to see the symptoms go before you think that you're healed. That, that's, that's sense knowledge. That's your sense knowledge. That's your, that's your, your, your seeing and your feeling and your smelling and your whatever. That's your sense knowledge. That's not real faith. It, it feels like faith, but it ain't faith. Faith believes what God's Word says and it acts on it. And it acts on it. You have to say... You, I choose to believe your word. You know, the true power of the spoken word is really beyond our common understanding. I understand that. It's hard to understand that you can actually speak words and there's power in those words, but it's God speaking through you. If, you, if you're using, speaking his words, it's actually him speaking through you. And that word, uh, is, Jesus is his word. Jesus and the word are one. So when you speak the word, it's him speaking through you and it has the same power that it, that, you know, they're not just words. They're his words and his words have power, but you have to believe that they have power. You have to choose. You choose to believe. You say, Lord, I choose to believe this, even though I don't feel anything. I choose. If you, you tell me this, you said you don't lie. The Bible said, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Yeah. He said, have I not spoken it, and has it not been? Right. So he never lies. He never changes his mind. Right. We might lie. We might change our mind. But our Father never does. If he, say, if he says something, as, as the old saying goes, you can take it to the bank. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's hard for you, I know. It's hard for me to comprehend that our words actually do have power in them. And that we can really have what we say, according to Mark eleven twenty three. But we can. Actually, you've already been getting what you say. It's just maybe not what you want. You already are getting what you're saying. Already. Always get what you say. You just have to be careful what you say. And make sure that's what you want. Proverbs eighteen twenty one in the Message Bible says, 
Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. He said, you choose. You choose which ones they are. If, they, if you're speaking death, they're poison. If you're speaking life, they're fruit. It's as simple as that. Proverbs 6, 2 said, you're snared by the words of your mouth. Make the decision now, saints, today to rise up against the devil and exert your God-given power. He's the one that continues to steal your peace. He's the one who's been robbing you blind, according to John 10, 10. The Bible says in John 10, 10 that the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Saints, you have been, you have been given the power and the authority to stop him. As like I told you earlier, he is a bully. You have to remember that nothing can prevail against God's spoken word. God created the world by calling it forth in Hebrews 11.3. In the NLB, in the New Living Bible, it says, By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Through the power of His thoughts and words, God brought forth what was in Him out into the physical world. And I want you to think about that. That's awesome. You have that same ability in you through your words to bring what you need from the supernatural into the physical realm. Right here, today. And when you begin to speak what God's word says about your mountain, then you can stand back and watch the word of God bring that mountain down and crumble it right before your eyes. You really, you really, you can. Hallelujah. I'm, I don't say I have arrived by no means, but every day I'm learning more and more and more. And every day he continues to bring spirit-filled people across my path. A lot of these teachers have been home, gone home with the Lord a long time ago, and they're up there in heaven, you know, looking down, cheering us on. But, you know, that like I keep telling people, the word never gets old. The word is the word. The word will stand forever. And according to the word of God, everything on this earth will pass away. But he says, my word will never pass away. Never pass away. Hallelujah. And I'm so thankful. So thankful of that. Just like he put flesh on those dry bones when Ezekiel began to prophesy over them and speak. And, and the saints, prophesy only means to speak. It means to speak. I think Ezekiel was being pretty bold when he began to speak to a bunch of dry bones. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bibles, if you please, you go with me over to Ezekiel 37. We're going to start with verse 1. And we're going to see what happened when Ezekiel took God at his word and spoke his word into a dead atmosphere. Some of you in here today might be experiencing some dead areas in your life that maybe you need to start speaking, putting some, some uh, life back into those dead areas. In verse 1, it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the midst of the valley. And he said, And it was full of bones. Yes, it was. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. <coughs> they were scattered everywhere, he says, across the ground, and were completely dried out. Mm -hmm. Just like some of your situations might be looking to you right now, saints. They might be looking dead, dead, dead. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things can look Really, sometimes when the enemy gets you pushed up against the wall, it could be uh, a bad doctor's report, or it could be you've got a banknote coming due, or you've got a car payment coming due, and, and, and to you it looks like a dead situation because it looks like there's no hope. There's no hope, but there's always hope. Always hope. Always hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is just trust Him. Are you hearing me? And it says in verse 3, 
And then he said to me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? And he said, oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you know, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, prophesy. In other words, speak to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. Saints, you can speak to your own body. You can say, pain, I speak to you in the name of Jesus. I take authority over you and I command the pain to come out. And I command you to cease right now in the name of Jesus. You can, take, you can do the same thing that Ezekiel did. You can speak. So many people are so famous for getting on Facebook and telling everybody about every ache and pain they got or every debt that they got, and, the, and they can't help you. They cannot help you. Only God can help you. He's the one that you need to be talking to. And some of those messages that people keep shooting on the Facebook about the Word of God, they need to be reading some of them. And they need to be practicing some of them. Instead of, you know, shooting them out to your friend, you need to be focusing on them yourself. Hallelujah. And everybody probably going to defriend me now, but that's okay. <laughs> it says in verse 5, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. He said, I will put flesh and muscles on you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. You know, that reminds me of Brother Norval Hayes. I don't know if anybody ever remembered Brother Norval Hayes, but he went home to be with the Lord a while, a few years ago. Uh, he had a daughter, and she had, I, I can't remember the number, but it was something like about 45 different growths on her body, you know, and she was a high school. She was in high school, and so it was really kind of embarrassing for her. But she had all these gro different growths on her body. And he had been praying for her. For, and, and Brother Hayes was a, a powerful man of God. And uh, he had been praying for her for over five years to take these away. But finally the Lord revealed to him, and I won't get into the long story, but finally the Lord revealed to him when he took him up that when he said, well, he finally yelled out, well, why won't you heal her? <laughs> you know, I've been praying for five years. And, you know, his daughter's name was Zoe. Zoe, I think that she still has these things. And God said, well, you need to speak to him. He said, you need to speak to him. And so he went, he, he got back down. He went into the living room and she was in there with her boyfriend. And uh, he went in there and he started, you know, speaking over that. And his daughter looked at him and said, are you crazy, daddy? You know, <laughs> he said, no. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I don't remember exactly the words, but he began to, he began to speak to them. And, and the reason I thought about that when I was writing this, when, when Ezekiel said it covered, the, uh, covered you with skin, new, new, you know, new skin on these. And actually his daughter had got all new skin. All new skin on her arms and her legs and her face. All the, not only did the growths go away, but she got new skin. You know, it's awesome. It's awesome. God is still working today. He's still alive today. He, he's just waiting for us to ask Him and waiting for us to receive it and believe Him. Are you hearing me? He, and He says, I will put breath into you and you will come to life and then you will know that I am the Lord. And He says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Now he said, I spoke. Suddenly, and that's what Brother Hayes did. He spoke as He was commanded. And He said, suddenly I spoke. Ezekiel said, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. And he says, the bones of each body came together and attracted themselves as complete, attached themselves as complete skeletons. 
He says, and then as I watched, he said, the muscles and flesh formed over the bones and their skin formed to cover their bodies so that they may live again. Hallelujah. And that happened to his daughter. Hallelujah. Not back in Ezekiel's day. Back in Brother Norwell's days. Saints, these miracles are still happening today. I was watching a minister the other day, uh, Brother A.A. Allen. He's also going home to be with the Lord. Some of you may have heard of him. Who is, um, I witnessed him speak God's word over a man who had one leg that was shorter than the other. I watched that leg grow out Hallelujah. to normal size with the other one. And it was not a trick. The leg grew out. And I do remember my mother telling me this many, many years ago before I ever became a Christian. When I was a young girl in the church she went to, that uh, someone in the church got prayed over that one of their legs was shorter than the other, and my mother said it grew out. Hallelujah. You know, and, and so, it, 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 you know, it's, it's still happening. It's, it's still happening. He says in verse 9, Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath and spirit, son of man, and say to the breath and spirit, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath and spirit, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. That's what you've got to do, saints. You have to speak to your body, and you say, Thus says the Lord God, line up and function as you were created to function in the name of Jesus. You speak to those muscles and those joints, and you tell them in the name of Jesus, I command you to align yourself right now with the Word of God. And that's what you do. It sounds... Like it's easy or something, but it, it really is. And you uh, just have faith. And Ezekiel said in verse 10, he said, So I prophesied, I spoke as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. And then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. He says, They are saying, Our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. They are saying we are completely cut off. And as I was saying earlier, I'm sure that some of you are feeling that, like that today. If, if not in here, maybe listening online. But keep listening. There's hope. Yeah. There's hope. Yeah. In verse 12, it says, Therefore, prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves. He said, My people, and I will bring you to the land of Israel. In other words, he'll bring you out of your situation. Yeah. That's right. And when this happens, oh my people, you would know that I am Lord. Yeah. When he brings you up out of something, when he heals your body, or he provides you with a, a financial breakthrough when you're right in the middle of something, you know that he's the Lord your God. He is the Lord your God. He says, and then you shall know and understand and realize that I, the Lord, have spoken it. And performed it, says the Lord. Hallelujah. He tells us over in Jeremiah 1.15 that he is active and alert to perform his word, saints. He's active and alert to perform it. You can do what Ezekiel did. You too can speak into those dry areas to your bodies. Or for those of you that are in need of a financial miracle. Or maybe on your job. You can speak to your debts and your bills, and you, can, and you can say, for example, if you do need that, Father, your word says that whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatever I loose on earth is loosed in heaven, according to Matthew 18, 18. Therefore, on the authority of your, holy, uh, on the authority of your word, 
I now bind every force that has set itself against my financial prosperity. And I declare that God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And that's all you're doing. You just pray, receive it. And then instead, you don't have to go around and say, by your stripes, I'm healed. You can, you, can say, you can say, Lord, I thank you that my needs have been met. I thank you, Lord, my needs have been met. So I don't have to worry about that anymore. I don't, go, I don't have to stay up all night thinking about it. Because as a matter of fact, the Bible talks about that too, you know. He said, you don't have to stay up all night worrying. He said, just go on to bed. Let, let, why, why should both of you worry? You know, I mean, he's, God's not worrying. You don't need to worry. If you pray and trust him, just let him handle it. Hallelujah. He says, and, more, and then also pray, and more than enough left over to be a blessing to others. Amen. You know, hallelujah. God don't bless you just so you'll have enough for yourself. He blesses you so you'll have more than enough. One of my prayers was, Lord, you know, when, when I was praying uh, and I was needing a, a financial breakthrough many years ago, I was praying that I would not, that he would not only provide for my needs, but he would provide enough that I would have enough to meet the needs of others too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy to say that he has met my needs and needs to meet others' needs. <laughs> so God, God stands by his word. You, and you know, it didn't happen overnight. Things don't always happen overnight. Some things will happen overnight, but all things don't happen overnight. But you have to stand firm, and you have to stand firm on that word, regardless of what it looks like. And no matter what your parents say, your, your friends or your neighbors or your preacher, whoever, you just have to stand on the word. When you choose to be bold and speak life and not death, when you choose to speak health and not sickness and prosperity and not poverty, like Ezekiel, you will begin to see your situation come back to life. Just like Ezekiel. In closing, let me say this. Saints, everything that appears dead in the natural is not dead. What looks hopeless or impossible to you now is not impossible for God. In Luke 137, the King James says, For with God nothing is impossible. And the World English Translation says, For everything spoken by God is possible. In other words, when he said everything spoken by God is possible, what he's saying is everything in my word, everything in my book, the book, that's possible. He tells us in Jeremiah 23, 28, he says to speak his word faithfully. In other words, if you want to see life come back into some of those dead things, these are what you're going to need to do. You need to stop saying things that will prevent God or hinder him from working life into those situations. You're going to have to stop saying things like, I am never going to get any better, no matter what the doctor says, or no matter what he does, this pain will never stop. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. God's word is spirit, and God's word is life, according to John 6, 63. He said, my words, they're spirit, and they're life. Just keep applying his word to that pain. Apply it like you would an ace bandage on a cut to stop the bleed. And I demonstrated this in my conference uh, this year in September. And uh, I use that as a demonstration. But when you apply the word, you know, if you have a cut or something on your arm and, and, and they'll come in and they'll wrap it with an ace bandage and they'll tell you to hold it tight, you know, because you've got to keep, you've got to stop it from bleeding. Some of you are in some bloody situations. Listening online and in here today, maybe. But if you really want that, that you want to stop that, you know, that bleeding. Mm-hmm. 
you know, whether it's in your health or your finances or whatever. If you really want to stop it, then you're going to have to apply the word of God like you would an ace bandage. And you're going to have to, ha you're going to, have to hold and hold and press and press and press and not let go. It was like that day when I kept saying, by his stripes I'm healed. By his stripes I'm healed. That's what I mean when I say press in. Press in and hold it and think of that like that. When you're speaking the word of God over your situation, over your mountain or whatever that is, just think about that and say, Lord, say, I just remember when Pastor Joe was talking and she said that I need to think of this like an ace bandage and this situation is a bleeding situation and I need for it to come to a halt. I need for it to stop. And the only thing that's going to stop it from bleeding is God's word. And the only way that's going to work is if you stand on it and be bold in the word, speak the word, declare the word, and stand on it and don't turn loose until the bleeding stops. When the bleeding stops, you can turn loose. In other words, when your body is healed and the doctor gives you a good report or you get your good bank statements, then you know that the bleeding stopped. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Think of it this way. If the doctor gave you a prescription and he told you your life depended on taking it, I bet you'd take it. Let me see some hands. If the doctor in here told you this morning, this afternoon, that you had this sickness and if you didn't take this pill, you're going to die, how many of you would take it? Amen. All of you. Everyone of you. I would do. I would. I would. You wouldn't put it on your nightstand and let it accumulate dust like we do the Bible. The only medicine really that works. Yes, the only medicine that really works. And it just accumulates dust. And we just, we trust what the doctors say. We trust what the doctors say. We trust what the lawyers say. But do we trust what God says? Now that's another story. Well, you know, Pastor Joe, I really would like to believe you. I, and I, I know that's probably possible, but I just don't think I have enough faith. I just wow. don't. He said, I've been praying for this or she. I've been praying about this. And I haven't seen anything happen. You know why? You haven't seen anything happen? It's because you pray today and tomorrow you cancel out your prayer. You cancel it out. The moment that you pray, you receive it. And then tomorrow, if somebody says something, how you feeling? You say, well, I'm beginning to feel better or, or, or what? Or maybe, it, I, you know, I prayed, but I, I still got the pain. Mm -hmm. What you don't realize is that you canceled out. Yeah. You, made, you made God's word null and void. Yeah. Same with your finances. You make his word null and void, and it ain't coming. I can, you don't even have to look for it. It ain't coming. But if you'll keep your mouth shut. If you'll take the right prescription, then you can know it's coming. God, God is not a man that he should lie, and it's coming. Like I said, if he gave you that prescription, told you your life depended on it, you'd take it. Saints, God's word is life to you. His word will ensure that you live and not die. Think about that. If God's word can put meat on dead bones, and he did, and put life into a hundred-year-old man. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he did. Mm -hmm. And put life into a woman in her 90s to become a mother. Yes. Uh -huh. And he did. Mm -hmm. His word can surely stop your pain. Yes. I, I put a selah there. Mm -hmm. That only just means to pause and think about that. 
But you have to, saints, this is, this is the prescription that I'm going to give you today. You have to let your tongue be the rudder on your ship. Amen. Most of you get over there and read the book of James. Read about the rudder on the ship and the bit in the horse's mouth and how the tongue sets on the fire, you know, sets ablaze, everything. Get over there and follow what it, what it says in the book of James and your tongue will turn it around. There is nothing, even just think about it, the rudder on a ship is very small. No matter how large that ship is, that rudder is very, very small. And, and God likens our tongue to the rudder on a ship. In other words, our tongue is our rudder, and that's what's going to turn this body around. It's what's going to turn that situation around, regardless of what it is. Whatever's bleeding in your life today. And actually, I didn't have that in my notes. God gave me that word, bleeding, mm -hmm. today. And, and, and he says there's some of those that are listening and in here that have situations that are bleeding mm -hmm. and that need to be putting some ace bandages on it. Uh -huh. And God's word is that bandage. Yes. Yes. And apply that word. Uh -huh. And just, if you have to, get off by yourself someplace right. and, and just cut yourself off mm -hmm. from whoever you have to cut yourself off to. Yes and turn off the TV or the radio and spend that extra hour or two just talking to the Lord and praising Him and, and just thanking Him for your healing or for your blessing and just continue to do that and you will make a difference. You will see your ship will turn around. Mm -hmm. And if you just get you a bunch of scriptures, you know, whether, like I said, if it's on finances or healing or whatever, and just continue to confess these scriptures every day Every day, don't get tired of confessing the word, even when you don't see anything, and post you some up on your, on your, uh, in your car, or on your refrigerator, or in your mirror, or in your bathroom, wherever you got to go. I've done that, and as a friend told me she does that too, is that this way, you know, you can see it wherever you go. It's just like, you know, I, I like to drink so much water a day. And so I keep a glass of water in my living room on the table. I keep one in the kitchen. I keep one by my desk, you know, my computer and another one over here because I want to be reminded to take my water. And I didn't used to like water. And uh, I drank, I thought I drank a lot of water, but I didn't drink a lot of water. And so I began to have kidney issues back in the 80s. And the doctor told me it was because I wasn't drinking enough water. And sometimes I would get so sick that I'd, I'd have to be picked up and carried into the emergency room. And he told me that uh, the water, and he gave me an eight ounce, a red eight ounce glass, and so I went home and I filled up the pitcher with the water, eight glasses to make sure I got the eight. And, and within about two weeks, every day I would drink that pitcher of water till it was all gone. And, and about two weeks, and then I realized I was not only drinking that one, but another one. Amen. Because the more I drank, the more my body craved the water. Well, it's the same way with the Word. The more you feed on the Word, the more you read the Word, the more your body craves it, the more your spirit, your spirit man. Because you have to keep in mind that you are a, you are a spirit, number one. And you can say this every day. God, I thank you that I am a spirit. And I have a soul. And I live in a body. And Lord, I surrender my body to you today as a living and holy sacrifice yes. unto you. And just surrender your mouth to him every day. Surrender your body to him every day. And just thirst. Isn't that what the Bible tells us? To thirst after him? To thirst after him. And that's what, that's what we're going to have to do. And like I said, keep a bandage. Keep a bandage on it. And I'm going to uh, close in prayer. Father God, I thank you so much. 
I thank you for this word that you gave me today. Holy Spirit, I couldn't have done it without you. And Holy Spirit, I thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are so awesome, and we love you so much. We thank you for being our teacher and our helper and our advocate. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming along beside of us and helping us when we, when we need help and that you're there even when we don't need help. Lord, we just thank you that you're there always. And Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your sacrifice that you gave your son up so that we could live, that you bore all those sicknesses and stripes. The Bible says that you took every, for those 39 stripes, that you took all of, you took all of our sicknesses, you took all of our pain on your body. You, 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 you experienced all this misery and pain just so that you could relieve us from having to suffer from this. And so Lord, Father, God, I just thank you today. Just thank you for what your sacrifice and what you did. And so, Lord, I thank you today that any of those that need healing, I thank you that you are the God that healeth thee and that you are a healer and that you're living on the inside of us. And anybody that needs healing today, I thank you, Jesus, that you're here, ready and available to heal any of those that are in need of it. And again, God, we just thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. And we just, we just continue to give you all the praise and all the glory because you are just so worthy, so worthy, so worthy, so worthy. For it's in Jesus' name we praise you and we thank you. Amen.